Welcome to the Unstoppable Podcast. We are dedicated to bringing you comprehensive insight into the ways and purposes of God. We hope this will encourage, equip, and empower you to live your life without limits. As you realize your potential, you will join a dynamic group of passionate people who are actively bringing the unstoppable power of heaven into the darkest places on earth. Join us as we hear from regular, everyday people who are living the adventure of a lifetime in every area of their lives, including business, relationships, finances, and health. Here is your host, Justin Self. Hello and welcome to the Unstoppable Podcast. I'm Justin Self, and before we get into the content, I want to take a few moments to share a little bit of history behind this podcast. In 2012, I was very depressed, I was broken, and I was on the verge of suicide. Um, I was navigating a broken marriage, a pornography addiction, and I was having a very difficult time just making my ends meet. Um, my relationships were broken kind of on all sides, and I was a total mess. Throughout that time, uh, one thing led to another, and I ended up going back to a church. I had been out of church for a while, and one night I ended up having just the most radical encounter with the Lord Jesus Christ. He revealed himself to me in such a powerful way. Um, ever since that moment, I've never been the same. I've been completely different. You know, my life has just turned right side up. I've really come into realizing my purpose in life and believing God for things, living in faith, and just seeing the most amazing things happen. After that experience, I got right into the Word of God. I didn't want to, man, I didn't, I didn't know a lot, but at least I had enough sense to know that I can't build my life off just an experience. And so I got right into the Word of God, right, got right into some good teaching, and really solidified during those first few months after that experience, uh, the scripture and the word of God, just the foundation of how, you know, how solid the foundation of the word of God really is in my life. And so after a period of time, I started, you know, I went out and did what I read in the Bible. You know, I went out and laid hands on people and I prayed for them and I started pe seeing people healed, started seeing demons cast out of people. You know, I, it wasn't anything, it, it was totally radical to me, but I just, I saw it in the Bible. I saw these truths, you know, where he says in Mark 16, you know, the, this, these signs will follow them that believe. They'll lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. They'll cast out demons. They'll speak with tongues. So I just believed it. And I just started going out and doing it. And sure enough, results followed. And so this kind of started my journey of what I call, you know, living a life without limits. And the whole point behind Unstoppable is to encourage others, to equip, to teach, to empower people. I mean, everybody who, who's listening uh, to live a life without limits, to live up to our fullest potential, because I believe God has a plan and a purpose for every single person on the planet. Nobody is a dud. Nobody is meant to live a mediocre life. Nobody is meant to be average. Every single one of us is meant to do something great. And whether that something is to preach in front of a thousand people, or if it's just to love the person next to you, it doesn't matter. Those are both great things. We're called to greatness. We're called to impact people. And so this whole idea of living life without limits, a lot of it focuses on our own personal faith and growing and, you know, walking in health and walking in financial prosperity and all those types of things. But the main idea is that as we do that in our own personal lives, we're growing uh, in unity as a community. So if all of us, if each of us as believers are growing in these areas and experiencing victory in these areas, we we will end up working together in unity, right? The body of Christ is gonna be healthier, it's stronger and more able to bring the gospel of Jesus to the dark places on the earth. We need to be victorious. We need to be living a life without limits. 
We are the ones on the earth who has the answer. We have the answer. We have the Holy Spirit. We have the power of God. We're the ones that should be bringing light to the darkness. And so that's the whole idea behind Unstoppable. As we grow individually, as we fulfill our own God-given purposes and potentials, we end up working together with one another in unity, and we're going to bring millions of people, billions of people into the kingdom of God. Now, as far as the podcast goes, I'm, I'm, I'm so grateful that you're listening to it. Thank you so much. I am excited to uh, share with you the second part of our interview, or conversation rather, with Ryan Reiser. So if you haven't listened already, please do so. Please check out part one of this podcast series where we're talking about uh, following the voice of the Holy Spirit in business or stepping into your calling in life, okay? And so uh, part two, we're just going to jump right back into the conversation. We recorded it all in one shot. Um, I decided to break it up into pieces because... If you listen to it, you'll see what I mean. There's so much content there. Um, it's kind of hard to really chew on all those things at once, you know, in one sitting. And so um, I'm encouraging people to break it up. Um, you're welcome to listen to it in one shot. Uh, but there's just so much. It's I thought it'd be better to break it up into pieces. So, uh, But this is part two, and we're just going to jump right back into the conversation. Um, one thing I wanted to mention as well is that uh, Ryan uh, is so full of passion uh, for the things of God. And you can hear it in his voice, right? You can hear that he's so excited to, to, to step into everything that God has for him in life and how he is such a blessing to other people. In part two, he really goes into some of those specifics and practical ways that we can listen to the Holy Spirit and how we can step into the calling that God has for us in life. I want to encourage you, you know, maybe you don't feel like you're in that position where you're starting a business or you're, you know, making these big moves or, or whatever. Maybe you feel like, you know, maybe you're a stay-at-home parent or maybe you're taking care of the elderly, right? Uh, maybe you're just working a day job. I wanna encourage you, you are in an amazing place right now. Uh, you are being well-trained right now for the next step that God has for you. You know, we never really arrive there, right? We're, current, we're always on a journey. You know, just because uh, Ryan, you know, is telling these stories about being the CEO of a company and starting a business and making all these crazy things happen. Uh, he's in a process. I mean, he's literally just doing what's in front of him right now. I'm doing what's right in front of me at the moment. Right. We're just following God and we are stepping into more and more um, of, of what God has for us in life as we prove to be faithful in the thing that we're given right now. And so I want to encourage you that no matter what you're doing, do it with all your heart. Do it as unto the Lord. Do that thing that you're doing. Pass your tests. Work on your character. You know, those people that God has in your life right now. Hey, you know what? It could be worse. That person that's annoying you so bad, you know, don't wish I'm gone. Don't pray for them to leave. You might, you might get a worse person in your life. You know, these are awesome experiences for us to grow as people um, because God's working on us. You know, he's, he's uh, firing the oven, right? He's not, I mean, he's, he's forming us into um, a more and more pure version of, of himself, you know? So it's not that he's bringing hardships on us by any means, but he is walking with us through these times that we're in right now. And I want to encourage you. I've been there, you know, it feels terrible. You just want to quit. You know, I know I'm speaking to somebody right now that is just really hating their job and kind of hating their position in life right now and saying, man, I'm never going to get out of this. Yes, you will. Okay. You totally will. Just keep your head down, be smart, work hard, listen to the Lord. When it's time to leave, you'll know it. Pray, follow the voice of the Holy Spirit. You always do what God says to do. Don't ever step out in front, you know, wait for his word. 
you know, step out and to do these things, but always listen for the voice of the Holy Spirit. Okay. And, you know, if you're, the, if you're in, in God's will, right. I mean, if you're in actively pursuing something that God's given you to do, that's beautiful. That's awesome. You know, hopefully this podcast will encourage you to go after it even more, seek the Lord even more and listen to his voice even more, you know? Um, so wherever you're at, I, I believe this will encourage you and inspire you to achieve everything that God has designed you to be and to do. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Let's get right into it. You know, being the head of a company, people don't come to you with, hey, boss, uh, just want to let you know it was a great day. Uh, I had a blast up there and everything went great. I just call in to tell you that. No, <laughs> they call you when they have tried everything they can. They can't come up with the answer. And they've basically got a, here's a stump, I'm going to stump you question. <laughs> That's what most of the phone calls you get at any time. So you need to be tapped into that great peace that God makes available to us, or you're going to react emotionally. And you're going to you're going to react. You're not going to be proactive. You're going to be reacting. You're not going to be ahead of anything. Um, it's it's just coming out as it is. But uh, so went to the meeting, and it was it's like Shark Tank style. We're in the a tall building. They've got heads of departments there, and I've got my little uh, clicker and my little PowerPoint presentation. Uh, and I connected with each person in that room. The Holy Spirit had shown me problems that I could solve. And these each of those people had a problem with flying services in the past. And I connected with each person in that room. And we went out of that meeting and they said, yeah, let's give it a shot. And I had already, um, you know, secured funding for one airplane and set all that up so that I could go pull triggers on buying an airplane the day after this meeting. And uh, I found an airplane in Las Vegas. Um, I name all my airplanes. They, they all have uh, nicknames. Uh, this one I called the Hulk. It was lime green and it... Uh, uh, had a, a engine with 50% more horsepower than it was uh, developed at the factory for uh, long range fuel tanks, but on the outside looks like a normal airplane. So it had this dual personality. So the sleeper. Uh, oh, total sleeper. <laughs> <laughs> so the Hulk. Um, don't name airplanes when you're when you're hungry. By the way, I have one that I named <laughs> Hot Tamale, and another that I named Sweet Tart. Uh, and that one that I named Creamsicle. <laughs> were, were you naming your, I think you were telling me about airplanes that you were naming and then you're like, I'm like, wait a minute, aren't you fasting right now? Yeah, Why are you naming yeah. airplanes while you're fasting? Yeah, that was you. <laughs> or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, our church does a, a, a fast to start the year, 21 day uh, Daniel fast or whatever level of fasting you choose to do. And uh, I try to buy airplanes in the winter. Uh, it's like like motorcycles. You want to buy a motorcycle? Don't buy it in riding season. People are still riding them. You need to, you know, buy them over the winter. So, yeah, that's funny. Um, anyways, <laughs> so uh, a couple weeks later, I got a phone call, and they had been thinking about this meeting, and they're like, "This is exactly what we need." And they said, "Hey, can you do three airplanes? And can you do a base in Idaho?" I said, "Yes, I can." <laughs> so, what? Come on. Went to Al. We started talking. Um, uh, I ended up getting a loan uh, from friends and family for the second airplane, and uh, and they were excited to get their fingerprints on that. 
And then um, God led me through the Holy Spirit to a business partner. And he saw this and him and I paired together and said, how can we make this healthy? And, uh, you know, that's a great story. Uh, You know, I'll tell you about that some other time. But uh, that first year, we operated uh, three airplanes and we bought a fourth in the middle of the year to put a base in uh, in Central Oregon and uh, or Central Willamette Valley. Sorry, Willamette Valley, Oregon. And uh, uh, we served the customer like they had never been served before. Um, there was it was an adventure, you know. Some if you look at it like oh, you know, this is inconvenient. Yeah, it's inconvenient, but it's an adventure. You know, I remember one night I had to swap an airplane for a, a late night flight down in uh, southern Idaho, but it had to originate from Washington with a plane that was in Oregon. <laughs> and I remember on my motorcycle going through the Columbia Gorge at midnight in the moonlight going, yeah, I feel I feel pretty good. Let's do this. And, you know, like picking the airplane up down in uh, Salem, Oregon at one in the morning and flying it to Vancouver. And I, I felt my mom let me stay there in Vancouver. And I, I slept on there uh, for about an hour and a half, two hours, got back up to get that airplane, you know, at sunrise to meet my pilot back in Tri-Cities so he could take off on a 12-hour flight. <laughs> and oh, man. it was yeah. such an adventure, you know. Uh, so that year, we, we serviced the customer, uh, just elevated every level of this uh, operation. Um, you know, if, if they're the hospital, if they are doing the surgeries uh, and, and, and the billing and, and all the patient care, we're the helicopter. You know, uh, we take care of the maintenance of the aircraft, make sure it's available, nothing gets in the way of a mission, uh, you know, safety being our number one concern, of course. Um, but, uh, you know, pilot scheduling, training, uh, bringing all that together to make sure that when they have a mission, uh, it's executed and it's taken care of. That's that's the relationship I have with our customer. And uh, so over that year, uh, you know, we were able to perform that way. And uh, part of my passion is uh, is the life that a business can give to other people. Um, yeah. You want to give, you know, life to your customer, of course. You know, they're the bottom line. Uh, but also you want to give life to everyone involved, to the employees working for you, um, that they're achieving the goals that they are are heading for, that they're getting compensated, that they feel value, that they have a voice, uh, that they you know uh, they have a position that's that's valued. Um, so you, so you're adding value to them while leading them, uh, leading from the front. You know, I, I love to go out in the airplane and and do a mission. Uh, it's, it's great. Um, I, I, by keeping that connection, uh, I'm able to help troubleshoot with the guys and I'm in tune when they say, Hey, this is a concern, or I think we can improve, uh, in, in this area. Um, you know, so, so leading from the front, let, you know, letting them see you sweating out there in the summer, you know, working with them. Um, but, uh, uh, the people that work on our airplanes, uh, you know, aircraft require a lot of maintenance. Uh, I, I'm so excited to bless these smaller uh, shops. Uh, you know, we are the biggest maintenance customer at our home base. We're also the biggest fuel purchaser. 
uh, a lot of places we go, then they're usually smaller airports. So yeah, I'm not competing with Delta Airlines or anything, but you know, a lot mm-hmm. of these smaller airports we go to, uh, we show up and we get to bless others. We get to position them and bring life to their business. I love sending paychecks out. Uh, I pray over those paychecks as I take them down to the mailbox. I love paying taxes. I get to bring life to my state, to my highway system, to, you, you know, God says, pay unto Caesar what is Caesar's, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, I have, Come a, on. I have a smile on my face going down to the tax office. Uh, I, get, I get to bring life to others. I'm so passionate about that. Um, Come on, man. Yeah. So our pilots, um, at this point in their aviation career, we all call it, you know, it's paying your dues. You make little money, you live on top ramen, but you get your hours and then you move on. Uh, aviation's kind of weird that way. We, we love flying so much, we're willing to sacrifice a lot of things. And most of the time as a flight instructor, you know, your first job or me, like I said, I flew skydivers. Um, I would take a loss on my taxes at the end of the year because I made so little money, but I got, I got my hours uh, that I needed to move on to a real job. And that's what pilots are expecting. Um, so I looked at this business model and said, how can I compensate them in a way that, that this is going to be uh, life-giving? And then I built the business around that, and it worked. Um, and and they know that, you know. So these guys, they give their all. They they show up and give a hundred percent. And and I love that um, generosity. What isn't there a, a proverb that talks about uh, you know don't uh, don't harvest the edges of your field. Uh, basically, leave margin. Yeah, that's yeah. Leave margins for generosity. Uh, if there's an opportunity for me to be generous, like my father, who is extremely yeah. generous, then I'm going to yeah. do it. You know, if if I round a number, it's always going to be in the direction of being generous to someone. If we have a, a discrepancy on our payroll, I'm always going to be more generous with my pilot than uh, than say it, it, you know the other direction. Uh, that mm-hmm. God gives us creative abilities like him to be generous and it's a joy uh brings life so after that first year um we we went and met with them a second year and uh uh, they they asked if we could more than triple the business and uh this year uh we're operating uh with up to 10 airplanes at a time and uh and this is just a start this is just a start but uh I'm absolutely loving it, and uh, and it, it all just kind of multiplies, and and it's not easy. Uh, business is is not easy. You have to put your mind ahead of where you are. This is um, one one of the things that I don't know if it's a philosophy or whatever, but I think uh, in flying an airplane, in life, in parenting, uh, in riding a motorcycle, or even playing music, uh, you need to put your mind ahead of where you are. Uh, it's one of our opportunities to time travel. If you're in motion, uh, rate times time equals distance, right? So, yep. uh, you know, on a motorcycle, you might be able to think about six seconds ahead. That's about all you can do. You, but if, if you're not casting your mind forward, uh, if you're thinking in real time, 
alarm bells should be going off in your head because you're reacting. You're not being proactive at that point. In an airplane, you can think minutes ahead. There's less less to hit up there. In music, if you're not thinking one or two bars ahead, you're lost. You're done. Uh, so what you do whatever it takes mentally to get your brain back out in front. Uh, as a parent, uh, when you walk into a room, you know your child. You know where your child is at. You look, oh, there's a sharp object. There's something they could fall off of. Uh, there's some food on the floor that someone must have missed, and I'm pretty sure I don't want my child eating that. You, you know, as a parent, you think that way. And I think that there's parallels in business. Uh, you know, when you walk into an environment with your business, uh, you need to have that parental attitude. Uh, and you're responsible. You are the responsible being. If something falls apart, you have a role to play in that. There's, you can always get better at communicating, setting standards, uh, you know, elevating standards. Um, you know, there's so much, so much in it, and and I absolutely love it. It's an absolute adventure to be where we are right now, and you have to be dependent on the Holy Spirit. You have to be dependent. Because I don't have the answers. I, you seldom make a decision with all of the facts in front of you. Uh, you have maybe a third, 30% of the facts, and you've got to make a decision. And that, that is a constant, uh, a constant in business. Um, I feel like we have a huge advantage here that the Holy Spirit wants to guide us into all truth. That, right. That's a huge advantage. It all seems unfair. <laughs> it does. Well, it's not on us. It's through Christ. Right. Through Christ. Amen. I want to bring up something that you, that I just kind of had a thought, even as you're talking here. So, Jenny and I love to go on miniature road trips. We don't go on these really long things, but I've noticed that she, she's told me multiple times that she can only drive for maybe an hour before she's starts just getting completely tired and falling asleep. Whereas I can drive all day. I mean, yeah. I've done, you know, 15, 16 hours just driving straight and I'm, and I'm okay. Yep. And we were talking about it one day and trying to figure out, she's like, why, why is it that way with me? Why, why can't I drive very long? And I'm like, well, why don't you go ahead and drive and I'll just, we'll just talk and I'll watch you and I'll just see what's, see if there's anything that pops up. Well, within a few minutes of driving, and this ties in by the way, perfectly with what you're saying and you'll see in a moment. I noticed that she was driving like this with her with her hands on the wheels and everything, and everything was fine, but her eyes were straight down in front of her. Mm. She was looking barely over the nose of the car at all the little rocks and stuff that was in the road right in front of her. And and you notice that when you do that, she's moving left and right and left and right and left. And, right. and so she's trying to course correct, you know, a million times a minute on the freeway. Right. And I'm looking at her and I'm like, there's no wonder why you're so tired. You're focusing right in front of you. And I said, you need to lift up your eyes and, and drive with your peripherals in the moment. But you have to have your eyes up ahead on the road. You got to see way, way up ahead. Focus your attention way up there. You'll, you'll deal with the stuff in the peripherals in the moment. But you, if you're focusing everything you have on the moment, you're going to get exhausted. Absolutely. You have to keep your eyes up. And so I just thought of that as a parallel to what you're saying. You know, you obviously are a man of energy and passion. <laughs> but wouldn't you agree? Wouldn't you say that that passion and energy would be turned into survival mode and exhaustion if you were just spending your time and energy keeping your mi mind on the moment instead of casting that vision forward. Doesn't that give you energy when you cast your mind forward? Trust the Holy Spirit and get that divine download from Him? Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I totally agree with that. Uh, 
I, I love that that God gives us those glimpses, and it's not always in a vision. You know, um, it's through people a lot of times. Uh, man, you connect with, you know, submit unto your pastor. You know, God put that man or woman there to speak the truths that God has for his congregation at that time. I can't, I can't believe it when I'm in church and people are not taking notes. Like, this is gold. This is from God. God has spoken to my pastor for me, for my behalf. You know, um, I want everything. I don't want to leave anything on the table. Uh, and, uh, you know, Zoom calls in this environment where, you know, churches are doing a lot of Zoom calls. Um, you know, we're, we're, we're having these men group calls and uh, they probably see the top of my head a lot because I'm leaning down, you know, trying to write and, and get what I can out of this. Uh, there's something about putting it in ink, uh, putting it physically, you know, and, and maybe typing on your phone does it for, for some of you, but for me, the physical motion of writing out the words of God just does something, and it helps solidify it in my mind, and uh, and I can I can recall it better, or yeah, you know, God can bring it to my remembrance better. But um, submit unto your pastors. Don't don't go to church thinking that it's there to serve you. You're you go to church to serve others. You go to church to connect, to get instruction from the Lord, but also there to serve others. Um, you know, this this will help you from hopping around church to church. No, God is going to plant you somewhere so you can grow. How in the world mm-hmm. can you take a plant, put it in potting soil, let it start to get nutrients, and then just rip it out and put it in another pot? That's going to stunt the growth. It's not going to help. Anyway, that, there's 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 a little bit of a, a rant, but man. Oh, that's good. That's good. And, it's all part of the story. And you can't be in submission until you disagree sometimes. Uh, you know, That's if good. you agree with everything a leader in your life says, you're you're just in agreement. But being in submission is different than that. You know, everyone has a, oh, we should play these worship songs or we should, uh, you know, we should do this. But, you know, your pastor is the leader and, uh, you know, or or your boss or, or, or whatever situation. But, um, you know, to be able to disagree with them but still be submitted—that's uh, real submission, and it's yeah. it's powerful. And it happens a lot in ministry, and uh, and I'm sure you know at mo- many levels of business. Well, and what you're talking about as a whole, what we're talking about is you know following the Holy Spirit in the calling that God has for you in life. You know, you're doing business, you're seeing things happen, you're listening to the Holy Spirit. But what I'm hearing you say now is these are things that. Um, you know, trusting your pastor, learning how to submit, learning how to hear from the Lord. Those are preparatory things, training grounds before God's going to trust us with these big dreams and visions. Now, and and once you're there, you know, quote there, it's not something we stop. We have to continually be submitted to authorities and leaders. And so, these are things, these are, these are incredibly practical things that we need to hear from people who are experiencing success. It's not that you figured it out, you bought the t-shirt, you're done, you're moving on. Yeah. This is a lifestyle that we that we continue. So I love that you're saying that. This is really, I mean, that's that's important stuff. Absolutely. It, I love how there's so many parallels uh, in the natural realm with 
uh, spiritual principles. Uh, you know, so flying an airplane. Uh, you know, we I have just under ten thousand hours of uh, flying an airplane in my life. Uh, pilot in command hours, as we call it, and uh, I have learned that you know complacency, you know, reduces safety. Of course, uh, you have to have a continual learning attitude every time you fly. Uh, and be able to self-critique and say, okay, what went wrong? What didn't, or what went right? You know, what what worked was was my brain. Was I reacting? Was I proactive? Um, you know, you can't think you know it all. You can't think, uh, you know, I've I've heard that in the Bible, and and I wrote down. I took notes. I took notes. I got notes on <laughs> on that. I don't need to go revisit it. Well, did you eat today? You know. Uh, you ate a hot dog last week. Does that mean you need to eat every day after that? Absolutely. You know, right. uh, the word of God is like that. Uh, you know, and and it's going to bring continue to bring life to you and life to you. And um, you know, when something explodes on the inside of you, the it, the it leaps off the page and hits your spirit, and and God says, "This is what I wanted to highlight today. This is what's going to help get you through." Um, that's that's the relationship uh, that that God desires with His Word, with His Holy Spirit, and with us. And I know people are asking, okay, how do I even hear the voice of the Holy Spirit? You keep talking about hearing the Holy Spirit and having Him giving you these things. And I mean, how do we cultivate that kind of lifestyle where we have this connection with the knowledge of Christ? Right, all these things come to us through the knowledge of Christ. How do we how do we operate in that? Oh uh, yeah. Uh, you gotta, you gotta know who's talking. You know, um, if you are in a relationship with someone and you, you know, time spent equals relationship. Uh, the more time you spend with someone, the more the the subtle things will will talk to you. Uh, body language, the you know, anything, uh, and and that's. From my my testimony is the more I get to know God and the Holy Spirit, the more I hear Him, um, and I recognize Him quicker, and and I'm able to isolate out some of the things that don't line up with God. We're supposed to take every thought captive, right? Uh, so what you allow in your mind is a choice, uh, you know, and and the thoughts that you meditate on that's a choice. Um, so uh, you know. Uh, to take captive every thought means you're going to starve and isolate the thoughts that don't line up with God, and then you're going to feed uh, in the soil of your heart, because out of the heart, the mouth speaks. That's what the Word says. Uh, and out of the good man, out of the goodness of his heart, brings forth good things. So, um, you know, every thought, we're responsible for every thought, we're responsible for every word. Uh, you know, God says, I've given you uh, a choice, life and death, choose life. Um, you know, we, we have those decisions constantly, but, um, you know, the word of God is true. And, uh, you know, we can ask for wisdom. God gives of it liberally when we ask of wisdom. Um, the, you know, missing out on what the Holy Spirit has to offer is a huge mistake. Um, the American church, you know, looks at it as, oh, you know, that stuff that, that God did back in the day, and uh, now we need to beg God, uh, you know, get a, if we get 500 people together and beg God to do something, maybe he'll do something. God says, 
I've given you everything you need for a life of godliness. Jesus on the cross said, it is finished. Uh, He said, I tell you the truth, it's better for me to go away and give you this helper, strengthener, comforter, and guide. It's actually better for you than for me to be here in my physical body. You know, he's sitting at the right hand of God. He gave us the Holy Spirit. If we miss out on what what's available through the Holy Spirit, man, we there, there's there's so much life we're missing out on on this earth. Um, yeah. We can accomplish more. We have more joy. We have more. You know, it puts things in order. God has an order for things. Uh, you know, like I was saying earlier, my wife isn't my comfort. My bank account isn't my comfort. Uh, it, it's it's the Holy Spirit that because God put. The Holy Spirit there, like like in creation, in creation, God before God put man on the earth, He gave us oxygen to breathe, He gave us earth, the land to stand on. He didn't, uh, you know, we're not born, we're not created and treading water until God said, "Oh, I, I I need to put, you know, a land there with with food." God gave us food that reproduces of its kind. God didn't have to continually create food for us, so. God's not about putting us into a situation unequipped. Uh, he's going to put us there with everything we need. And it's really about what we can receive from God. Uh, I mean, you know, how frustrating would it be if you were God and you gave all these things, all these good things to your people and, and they, don't, they don't use it? Um, you know, I think it's honoring to God uh, when we, yeah, you know, we, we show honor when we boldly enter uh, into His presence. Uh, not, you know, not oh God, I'm nothing. I am nothing. I came from nothing. But could you please take pity on me? Uh, is that a father son relationship? He calls us my son in the Bible. Yeah, he, yeah. a lot. You know, he's supposed to be our Abba Father. Have you ever seen a child, like a three-year-old, come up to their mom and say, uh, "Oh, mom, I am nothing. I've come from nothing, and I know that. <laughs> I know that I, I lied yesterday, and <laughs> I pooped my pants. But if you could please spare me a little morsel or a crumb, I'm not worthy. But but I want that. That that would be absurd. No, the mom is going to provide and give give that food. You know." And yeah. and that's how we we are. We're, we're supposed to come boldly into the throne room of grace, uh, in Hebrews four sixteen. That's that's what that says. And that's not, um, you know, the righteous are as bold as a lion. Proverbs twenty eight one. The yeah. wicked flee when no one pursues, but the righteous are as bold. But the righteous are bold as a lion. As a lion. Amen. Right. Yeah. Um, so yeah. we can come boldly into the throne room, not on ours. Not, not on our merit. We can't earn this. We didn't earn salvation. It was a gift. Jesus gave it. And, and we can receive that. And, you know, we're not, we don't have to be timid receiving that because Jesus made it available. When God looks at us, he's not angry. He's not disappointed. He sees Jesus because we're, we're in yeah. Christ. We're in Christ. Yeah. So, we don't need to be ashamed. You know, our our sins were bore on the cross. We're going to fall short every day. I, we're going to fall short of, of of the mark. But when God looks at us, He sees Christ, and that's encouraging. <laughs> Absolutely, Amen. So, 
no, it's it's an awesome life that God has for us, and I'm just excited to wake up and and see God move in those around me and and grow me. And uh, I've got a long way to go, uh, and and I'm on my way though. You know, I'm I certainly haven't arrived, that's for sure. Uh, but you know, uh, God's given me a track forward, and uh, I'm just excited. I'm I'm excited about the future and doesn't matter what the circumstance to be blessed you know is to be uh positioned to win and succeed regardless of circumstance or time we're blessed we're positioned that's good wow i like that definition that's really good i I borrowed that from from pastor tom but that's awesome i want to share one scripture real quick that's been on my heart here this is genesis chapter 2 verse 19 and this is the verse that God used to speak to me about some of the very same things that you're talking about cool. here, um, you know, about going for it and just kind of, you know, God leading us and saying, go for it. Yeah, there's more. So Genesis 2.19 says, out of the ground, the Lord God formed every beast of the field and every bird of the air and brought them to Adam to see what he would call them. Oh, good. And whatever Adam called each living creature, that was its name. I had read that a hundred times and never saw it until a couple years ago. When I read it, God spoke to me and he says, what was I doing when I, when I brought the, you know, when I brought the animals to Adam and I'm like, I don't know, brought it to Adam, you know, and the Lord says, read it. So I read it. It says, the Lord God formed every, you know, beast of the field and every bird of the air and brought them to Adam to see what Adam would call. Oh, wow. Yeah. So the Lord spoke to me and he's like, I gave Adam everything he needed to, to do things on the earth, to create and to be a man after my own heart. You know, I created him in my image. So these are people that are supposed to be image carriers of me. He's like, I sat down and I wanted to watch Adam do something with what I've given him. He's like, I could have named them myself. I would have had better names. <laughs> right. Why did he need Adam to name him? He didn't need Adam to name him. Or maybe he did right? Because of relationship. But he literally, God sat down and just watched Adam operate in the things that God had given him. And that's what we're doing in life. It's not about going out and being rich and famous and any of that. That's totally not the point. The point is that God's made a deposit in every single one of us and God is watching us and encouraging us and cheering us on to see what we are going to do with the gifts and the abilities and the talents that he's given us. And Again, the Holy Spirit is our guide and our comforter. He's going to lead us into all truth. He's not going to lead us into error. But God, God watches us. God's in, excited about it. He loves to see us do something and to create and to build with the resources that he's given us and the deposits he's, he's made into us. Yeah. And you notice also the second part of that verse that says, and whatever Adam called each living creature, that was its name. You know, God didn't sit there and say, anteater. That's obvious. (laughs) You know, no, God stuck by it. God stood by Adam. And so that's a really important thing I think we need to understand is that God stands by whether he likes it or not, you know, whether he could have done it better or not, he stands by our decision. And so that adds a weight of importance to the things that we do in this life. He stands by it. If we choose to take our life this direction or that direction, God's going to stand by it and God's going to honor that even if it's the wrong choice. And so it's important that we are plugged into the Holy Spirit and that we are plugged in to the things of God because God will stand by what we do and he will let us do our life. Not that he's hands off, but he will let us run our life the way we want. He's not going to control us, but he is cheering us on and he's given us all the tools, the Holy Spirit, the word of God, 
and he's given us his presence so that we can make the right choices and we can move forward and we can see those things happen on the earth today. I absolutely agree. I, I think that, um, you know, we have the ability to name our days. You know, when we wake up in the morning, I name this day blessed. I name this day led of God. You know, you and I talked about this verse a couple months ago and uh, I was, fl- I was flying yeah. an airplane from Alabama uh, back to Washington and uh, it was amidst very dynamic weather, very dynamic, uh, you know, cultural environment, landing at these small airports uh, with the COVID-19 crisis. And, uh, and uh, you know, you and I had talked about this. And that morning I woke up and I said, man, I call today led of God. You're going to lead me, God, in, in amazing ways. And, and it's, it's, I'm just going to depend on you to lead. Uh, after meditating on that verse. And uh, I flew around tornadoes, tornadoes that, you know, systems, uh, uh, you know, with, without a problem. And I had tailwinds in places and there were, um, you know, uh, I think I was, you know, after dark flying along in Texas, trying to make it to a uh, uh, off or a, f- a fixed based operator. We call them FBOs in aviation with a hangar to put the airplane in and, um, that tailwind that I got flying between the storms enabled me to land five minutes before they closed their doors. Uh, it, it was just, and the next day I, I woke wow. up and I said, I call this day led of the Lord. Amen. <laughs> and I had to deal with snowstorms uh, getting through the Rocky Mountains that day and, uh, and trudging along and uh, finding a pass that, that had breathable air. Cause you know, the Rockies are tall, you know, so I had to get through a low spot and, um, amidst snowstorms, and and it was amazing how God led me that day. Um, being intentional, intentionally um, using the resources of heaven that God has given us in His Word, taking Him at His word, and not letting your natural man put a cap on it and and limit God. And oh, that's just something that happened in the Bible, or or something that happens in Africa or, or whatever. But mm-hmm. God, his, knowing his heart um, is the same as it was when Jesus walked on the earth today. And having that faith and relationship to recognize it, depend on it, um, and, and find the life that it provides. Awesome. Got anything else? Yeah. It's just good talking to you, bro. This is really good. Yeah, It's a lot of life. Um, you've spoken a lot of life, and I think it's going to take a little bit of meditating on and chewing to really you know, hear what, what the Lord is saying through you. But I believe what you're saying is prophetic. I believe it's of the Lord, and it speaks from results, because what you do produces results. These things work. Yeah. You've called me. We haven't even talked about hardly any of your stories. You've so <laughs> many stories. Yeah. of just these crazy things that God does, you know, healing an airplane, paperwork getting somehow pushed huh? through and it shouldn't get yep. pushed through. Yep. Divine connections, you oh, meeting yeah. people out in the middle of Absolutely. nowhere, you know, that, you know, <laughs> some of these just not so crazy things that God's doing. And so we'll have to have you on again and we'll talk about, you know, some of those other things. I look forward to it. I'm encouraged. I'm encouraged. Um, would you pray over our, oh, okay. over us? that we would um, step into some of these things and that we could, you know, we want to, we want to 
experience everything that the Lord has for us. We don't want to leave anything yeah. on the table. But God, I just thank you for who you are, for who you continue to be, God, that uh, your word is infallible. It doesn't change and you never change, God, uh, that you're for us, Father, that you've equipped us, that you've provided um, the Holy Spirit, that you provided a guide, Father. Um, thank you for relationships that are life-giving, Father, that we would give life in every situation. Thank you for iron sharpens iron relationships, Lord. And uh, we thank you for our, our churches and our pastors that they make wise decisions, Lord. And um, we just thank you for uh, more life than death, more joy than sorrow, more peace than chaos, more light in the darkness, Father. You've made all this available to us through Jesus, not by ourselves, God, but through your Son. We give you all the praise. We exalt you and we are thankful for everything you've done for us, God. In your name, amen. Thank you for listening to the Unstoppable Podcast. For more, visit us at justinself.org. Join our email list at justinself.org to receive exclusive weekly content, along with more teachings, blogs, and other resources. You can also connect with us on Facebook at Unstoppable Blog. We hope this podcast has encouraged, equipped, and empowered you with meaningful insight from the Word of God to receive God's promises and live a life without limits.